The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howard. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Peter Dancy. And this is the Movie Gang Podcast. We're doing double shift this week as it is the Geek Space Nine crew recording. And then we're going to pop on over to record another episode. So how are you guys doing today? Eh. Mm, it's Father's Day. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. I'll try not to be too depressing. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I called my dad and he was like, I fell off my bike. Oh my <laughs> God. Sorry, oh. Dad. <laughs> Poor dad. Yeah. But this week, we're not talking about fathers. We're talking about paternal relationships, though. We got a lot Actually, of yeah, themes. Got yeah. a lot of, we got a lot of themes about Father's Day this week, themes. actually. Um, coming along. And first thing, we're going to be talking about Cars 3, but first up is... In honor of Father's Day, we're talking about the buzziest, the biggest, the most exciting sequel that is coming out in the end of the year. Am I talking about Episode Eight, Star Wars? Hell no! I'm talking about Daddy's Home Two, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> we got a trailer, and we learned in this trailer. Well, we learned the big twist of this one is that we meet the dads of the dads, with Mark Wahlberg's dad being played by Mel Gibson. And Will Ferrell's dad being played by Jonathan Lipton. No one saw that coming. <laughs> I heard Lipton in my head and then my brain exploded. I don't know you what are clearly Texan. Lipton. Lipton. Oh, my brain is dying. Uh, what did you guys think of the Daddy's Home 2 trailer? Uh, we, I, uh, it, I'll be honest. I I really like. I remember seeing trailers for Daddy's Home, the original one, and I really thought that that was a movie coming out later this year. Like I don't remember it being released <laughs> in theaters. It's just one of those things that passed by that I completely ignored. Release. And so when I was watching this trailer, I was like, this this. Is this a sequel? Did the other one come out? What? <laughs> I mean, for, so like, yeah, for me, I was very confused. I mean, for me, I, I remember the first one being in theaters, and I gave it no attention whatsoever because I thought it was stupid. But apparently, yeah. it did well enough, making almost making like making about two hundred forty million dollars that it warrants a sequel. <laughs> and it's just funny. To, to me, to me, to me, the funny part about this is that Marky Mark's dad is Mel fucking Gibson. And before, like, I started thinking through that man's filmography about uh, th- throughout throughout his acting career, I was just like, why is this man being like? Why, why is this man being portrayed as like? Of course, he's gonna be like Wahlberg's dad, like the sex, like the sexy granddad. And then it's like, wait, hold on. Let's think about this for a second. We 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 have we have Lethal Weapon. We have we have we have Bra- we have Braveheart. We have Freedom. Uh... 
we have Ma- we have Mad Max, so it's like okay, it makes sense that it's like yeah, it makes makes sense that it's like okay, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna have the sixty one year old man who's like totally sexy, like the totally sexy grandpa, but it's like I can't, for me, it's it's they they basically were like okay, so Daddy's home with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, we're gonna get every everyone every woman who's been between the ages of twenty five and forty with Daddy's home too. They're trying to get every every woman who's every woman who's between the ages of forty and seventy. Yeah, they want to, as I said off air, they want to get your grandma who's like, oh, that Mel Gibson, he's so handsome. It is weird that they are playing off, like, his bad boy image. And, like, there's a big difference between, uh, you know, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s bad boy image and his bad boy image. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. did a lot of drugs. And uh, Mel Gibson was horribly racist and anti-Semitic. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't think that quite translates the way you guys are thinking. Uh, but there's a bigger reason why I brought this up because I feel like comedy is in a very weird space right now. And mm-hmm. Daddy's Home is a weird movie. It's a movie that feels like it's from 2004. It, yeah, it made $150 million domestic. Wow. It made $242 million worldwide. It was a wow. monster, monster hit. And... I feel like comedy's in a very weird space right now where we only really have two modes, which is like these very forgettable movies like this and why him these like super old school, almost like like forties level like shenanigans of like the dad has to meet his daughter's husband and he's crazy. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah, James Franco. Yeah, and... with James Franco. Oh, what if a dad had to meet the other dad? He was way cooler than he was. And the other comedies are cynical remakes of old shit, like Baywatch and Chips. And I guess I'm just curious, you guys, where you feel comedy is kind of going with this right now, if these are the only two modes we're kind of stuck with. Ironically enough, it's making me depressed. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of is to me, too. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Because I look I just, at a, a good comedy and I'm going to be like, guy, I'm sorry. I know Reddit does all the time. But a movie like The Nice Guys, which I genuinely thought was funny and well acted and had good performances, does a fifth of what Daddy's Home does. And I just don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, look, look, looking at this kind of stuff, it, it just reminds me of like, I mean, and, and I know it's not exact, but it, it at least reminds me of like old school slapstick humor where they just took a simple premise and we're like okay let's just have a bunch of weird ass antics happen around and uh, happen around and involving this simple premise and i and i and i think i think it's in a weird spot because because a lot of people are trying to like take it back to that and see if they can make it new at all but they just don't know where to go from it because because with the world that we now live in like there are people who want to be pc but people who think that being pc is stupid there are, pe- there are people who are trying to make like you know super deep like super deep super conscious comedy but it might be too intellectual for it might be too intellectual for, for, for everyone to get because it's like it's going too far and like it, it and instead instead of instead of you th- instead of you thinking you know it's this is like this is like belly laughing humor it's like flying over everyone's head like a mile above them and i think it's at a weird place because we really don't know where to go from here with comedy 
That's a great point, Peter, that maybe the culture clash is just making us go to, like, things we know, like with Baywatch and stuff like that, and then things that we uh, are just tired tropes. You know what I mean? Right. Just the old school mm. classic parent has to meet the daughter. Dang, eh, you know, like, and it is completely bland. And, and I do think you're also right that it's like, it, it feels like, well... Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell made did really well with the other guys, but the other guys was a genuinely, I think, funny movie with a good premise right. and a good story and good characters. Where they were just like, "Well, that works, so put them here." And you definitely see that I think with the most cynical, which is Central Intelligence, which is literally just like Kevin Hart's big, Dwayne Johnson's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, one's short and one's a big guy. Ah, hey. Comedy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and. We just need a resurgence of Mel Brooks style humor. Oh my god. That's oh my that's god. what I find funny. Like just give me young Frankenstein any day. Oh, I know, I know. And satire, I mean not even satire, but like spoof in particular is just that the lowest it's ever been in terms of actual theatrical releases. <laughs> and I do think a big part of it is the internet as well. I just think like comedy has diversified and been split up into tiny sections and five second videos and uh and the nicheification of comedy as well i do feel like as that happens i feel like we're just going to keep having more and more comedies be just bland and simple and predictable because it's like the only way they can think of how to appeal to a west audience because you know you try to show someone i know a, a friend of mine who i'm working with he made a for honor video that uh got a million views and was shown at E3, and we were talking about it with wow. our boss, and our boss was like, show it to me, and we were like, you won't get this. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you just won't understand because it is like AP level memes. Like, it's like you have to know for <laughs> right. honor, you have to know, like, these 20 memes he's playing off of, and the way he's playing off of them or not playing off of them, you know, like, and when you have that level of deep, weird absurdist humor on the internet i feel like movies are kind of doomed yeah for comedies yeah i mean i mean because because i know because i know for me like i I know for me i i've um for uh going like from social media i i've seen i've seen stuff on tumblr that and and it it'll it'll be a reblog that has like tens of thousands of re of, of like of like reblogs and likes and 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 it could be something like a super simple picture, and someone will, someone will add the comment. You need to know like three four years of Tumblr meme joke history yeah. to get this shit. Oh God, it's like it's not something that you can <laughs> just pick up. It's like you have to phase. have been here and seen and seen how we can seen how we even got to this point. And and like and like like you said, Ben, you have to like know the history of stuff, and and on, t- and on top and on top of that, like a, an, another niche of another niche of humor that I've seen pop up is like is like this weird kind of nihilistic type of shit where people where people are just like, oh my god, yes, yeah. kill me, and 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 you and like people who are older than us are like, wait, are they serious? Do they have a problem? And it's like, no, it's an it's an absolute joke. We we, we don't want to. It, it's just. Or 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 or, or, so, or someone could like say or someone could say something, and someone across the room could be like same, and every and everyone under the age of like twenty five just is like busting out laughing. They all get it, and everyone else was like, he just said one word. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's like it's like this one person said booger in a room full of five year olds. <laughs> See that? And they try to write that into a movie, and you're like, mm, no, no, you mm-hmm. can't make mm-hmm. that, and like, you 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 can't even make that. 
like an hour-long episode for a TV show, much less a two-hour <laughs> film. Absolutely. Well. What they need to do, what I, I would be in terms of, I don't know, maybe they need to take internet tropes and make them into movies. Not like the Emoji movie. Uh, emoji movie is a perfect example of bad. Horrible. But if they made like a parody of the Babadook called <laughs> I'm Babashook and made him gay. Like, I'm really over that meme, but if they made it a movie, I'd be into it. <laughs> I, I think... As long as it was, like, Mel Brooks' style of humor. And the thing about Mel Brooks' humor that I think people forget when watching... I had a super revelation watching uh, Blazing Saddles after Gene Wilder died, which is, like, this is one of the best male friendships I've ever seen in cinema. Like, the friendship right? between... Uh, Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder in that movie is so effectively done and I think that's the thing that is lost on a lot of comedy is it's all gags now it feels like yeah. to me and no characters I was the other one example was Adam West after Adam West died I watched a bunch of clips of Adam West on Family Guy and I'm not a huge fan of Family Guy but I was re- realizing like wow if Family Guy focused on funny characters like Adam West is a genuinely funny character right. on that show that show would be a lot more memorable to me and a lot less infuriating <laughs> Versus, like, Sulu walks in to the Star Trek Enterprise, and then there's Alf. Comedy, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, comedy's dead. We're all depressed. Let's sell some stuff. (laughs) For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang Podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to TryLootCrate.com slash gang and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. If you guys don't know what Loot Crate is, Loot Crate is the awesome monthly box service where they send you all kinds of cool nerd and geek gear that you don't know you want but you know you're gonna love it when you open it i guarantee it because you're just gonna open that box and you're gonna be like oh i love this oh oh i love this oh i got this too oh my god i love everything in here because you are nerdy wonderful geeks and we love you for that reason so if you want to try loot crate to save 10 percent on any new subscription you can go to trylootcrate.com slash gang and again enter that promo code bridge 10 for 10 percent savings all right, so a uh, bit of a peek behind the curtain here. I was going to play a uh, Hans Zimmer theme while I read the Cars 3 review, but unfortunately I realized that uh, copyright bots still exist, so uh, yeah. I don't want to. Ah. Jack will be deeply annoyed if this gets pulled from the iTunes store. So if you want to join along, just check out the Dark Knight theme at a minute, uh, 1 minute 41 seconds. And listen along, starting now. Blindsided by a new generation of blazing fast racers, the legendary Lightning McQueen is suddenly pushed out of the sport he loves. To get back in the game, he will need the help of an eager young race technician, Cruz Ramirez, with her own plan to win, plus inspiration from the late fabulous Hudson Hornet and a few unexpected turns. Proving that number 95 isn't through yet, the heart of a champion will be tested on piston comps, racing's biggest stage. So the reason I was going to play the Chris Nolan music is that, as we all remember, the first trailer for Cars 3 was 
odd. It sort of promised a dark, Nolan-esque, deep exploration of cars, which, not that Pixar films aren't deeply emotional times, but it's cars. Yeah. <laughs> the last one was a spy spoof. Which, and it's cars. Yeah, a spice a spice booth that like if you if you're paying attention to the beginning of the film, they like almost intentionally try to make try to like forget it even happened. Yeah, yeah. So my question to you is, is this actually a Christopher Nolan analyzation and ending to the franchise? And if it isn't, was it at least different enough to make it uh, let's say jump out from the pack? It 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 this this was like Chris Nolan light like Chris Nolan for kids. I have felt like it was Rocky Four for kids. Rocky Four. <laughs> I, well, okay. Well, I've never seen Rocky Four, so I can't so I can't give you that reference. <laughs> Other than the communism propaganda angle, Rocky Four is about a new trainer who is kicking everybody's butt who uses technology to beat everybody by becoming the perfect boxing machine and rocky says no to all these steroids and machines i will train on real dirt and climb a mountain and lift logs god damn it and then at the end rocky defeats communism and uh, convinces basically convinces communism <laughs> really to stop what the movie is about no it's just he beats ivan drago and then perfect. does this amazing speech where he's like if i could change and you could change we can all change and all the comments are like yes we love capitalism now oh my <laughs> it's god great. uh we'll see, we'll yeah see this movie we'll was not that but it was sort of in the similar vein of like technology versus the real heart of the sport oh my god. yeah i would say it was a mix of that and then it, and then it was like the automobile automobile version of of like of like kind of the of what ended up being one of the big themes from toy story 3 in in a kind of passing the torch kind of way because 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 you because you remember um because you remember like in toy story 3 a lot a lot of the a lot of the conflict is like oh shit andy's in a andy's graduated from high school he's going to college okay we're all fine with being in the attic but woody you're like his best toy like his most favorite his most his most cherished possession you need to fucking go because why would you not go and then at, and then at the and then at the end they, at the end they at woody and buzz and the rest of them realize wait no he's an adult let him go on we're gonna we're gonna stay with this little girl and, and give and give her awesome memories and even andy was just like these are special toys they will serve you well go on cars three pretty much the same thing except you know with the whole old like old man trying to learn new tricks but he but he but he, but he realizes wait there's like i'm literally too old for this let the new generation let the, let the, let the new generation uh go on yeah that's that's what i'm starting to realize is the ace up pixar sleeve and it's the thing they did in Oscars university it's the thing they did in toy story three it's the thing they did here which is that they will allow reality to somewhat creep into their films. You know what I mean? Enough. Right. And yet that seemed really unrealistic to me at the ending. Like she's, let's call a spade a spade. She was a millennial who just got her chance because someone in the older generation decided to hand it to <laughs> her on a plate. Right. And that's what all of the older generation is accusing us of expecting. And we're like, no, we 
we want to work and you're not letting us get in there well well i will i will i will say i will say i will well mm, the point that i was gonna say is that is that is that she did try but she even said she didn't like she got she got all the way there but then was like no so Cruz is like kind of in that middle ground of like of, of like a millennial of like a millennial that expects everything to be handed to them, but or, and it was and, and it was or and, and but the, but the, but then but then you know like but then a per, but then a person that like worked to get to where they were and then shit happened at the right time with how she was like I woke up this early I did all this I was the fastest yeah, person in I'm my saying. in my town and then she was like she freaked out and ended up becoming a trainer instead. Right. That's where I all disagree with Sarah, at least in terms of I don't think she believes the world's handed to her. In fact, she doesn't, which I think is what makes her an interesting character to me. I do agree that I think the end is very clunky because I think the idea of what they were going for, which is that she finishes the race and wins and that it's the passing of the torch thing, is good. I just feel like they picked the absolute worst way to do it. Where, like, either I thought it was going to end this is true. he would, like prove that he still had it somewhat but then retire maybe that that was going to be the twist that Mm -hmm. he would win against jackson storm then be like but it doesn't matter i I don't care anymore what matters is this person or uh, i thought it would be he would crash and she would take over or something instead they did this i think i would have liked that better like he i don't know screws up his back axle or something and he's like i can't race what are we gonna do what are we gonna she's like i can do it right that would have been much more realistic to me yeah, and there is just like a bit of like a millennial man splainy-ish, like him forcing her into the race kind of thing. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, totally agree mm-hmm. and, and with that. Also, this is a really dumb and irrelevant question, but she's a Chevy Cruze, right? That's that what, what it is. With. Uh, they say on Wikipedia the actual car is because people are nerds. Yeah, well, like she's got to be, and literally, as I was driving away from the movie theater, I was behind a yellow Chevy Cruze. I'm like, you've got to That's be perfect. kidding me! That's <laughs> <clears throat> it's, it's really irrelevant. I'm sorry. Please, could just her name is Cruz for God's sake. No, I, 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 I will, I will, I will, and until someone says otherwise, I will stick to that. Like, yes, yeah, she is a Chevy Cruze. Done. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I think to me the the big issue with cars is that light meme queen is the most boring uninteresting pixar main character of pretty much all of them in my opinion he is just the most blank slate i just want to win he doesn't really have a personality to me and that's why i think the advantage of cars one was paul newman's character and i think the advantage of cars three is uh cruz i think cruz is a legitimately good character and I think she's voiced uh, fantastically well by Cristela Alonso. Which, by the way, if you've not watched the ABC show Cristela, it's on Netflix. It's fucking great. One season. Tragically canceled. Great show. Um, and I think that she's the beating heart of this movie and what keeps it for me from being a complete kind of boring retread of a lot of sports tropes. That and also I just did like a I'm a person who wants to and this is where I'm showing my personal bias, but I am a person who wants to one day retire and teach. And so I think the idea that mm. teaching and being a parental figure for someone is sort of an interesting goal and that you don't have to prove yourself hundred percent of the time. It's an okay to get old. It's okay right. to become a teacher and a different figure. I like that as a theme. And I think it's a good theme for people who aren't our age, but older, um, like a good 
thing to watch for someone who's like in their 40s or 50s maybe um so that's what kept the movie going for me did you guys feel the same about Cruz? Was she interesting enough to kind of just carry Yeah, I um, I didn't like her until they had that scene where she talked about getting up early to practice and, you know, talked about her dream. It gave herself a backstory, right. basically, yes. which I think is one of Lightning. The, I mean, I, I agree with you about Lightning McQueen being one of Pixar's more boring characters is that he never really has a backstory. He's just like, I am in Cars 1. He's like, I am here. I am a great racer. Let's do this yeah, thing. But, but you don't <laughs> yeah. find he out never he gets a backstory. He's kind of like Ricky Bobby. Like, just, I want to go fast. I want to go fast. I want to win. But there's nothing really <laughs> beyond that. No, for sure. And and so I think he's often a cipher for other people, which is why Cars 2 is so terrible and <laughs> terrible yeah. Cars 2 is terrible for other reasons Cars 2 is the only picture movie I legit hate like I hate Cars 2 the more I think about it because I, I think it is Cars morally is actually, bankrupt I think Cars 2 like, is I think actually it's... The... sorry what I, were you saying I, Peter I, no I was just like I, I was just I was just saying I, th- I think Cars 2 is like the only Pixar movie that I like straight up refuse to see I mean I mean, gra- I mean granted I have not yet seen Finding Dory I plan on seeing Finding Dory I just haven't yet but Cars 2 I flat out refuse to ever watch unless I'm sitting in a room and I can't leave and it's put on the, it's put on the TV screen <laughs> Cars 2 and and and, uh, and Good Dinosaur are the only ones I would say don't have to bother watching oh i keep forgetting good oh, dinosaur was pixar that was that right. was a I disappointment do i do too yeah. i thought i thought the like good just go was... watch the land before time thank you yeah and that's that's one thing i'll say in favor of cars 2 one of the big problems i have with Di- good dinosaur is cars 3 and um uh the good dinosaur both have these crazy photorealistic uh backgrounds oh my god the We'll get back to this in a second, but the animation of this movie was astounding right. to me. There were parts of this film where I was like, "Okay, wait, th- this is like li- like actual live action footage that they're using, and they're just placing the cars in it, c- c- kind of like um for all the for all the nerds out there, um like 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 when like when you're watching the credits for Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, and it's and it's and right. it's like <clears throat> and and it's and it's like okay, here's actual landscape, like live action actual landscape, and and and, and you know with the with whatever year it came out like the cgi that we have is so good that we're just going to put cloud riding around his motorcycle in it but it looks but it's so close that you don't care yeah and i I remember watching good dinosaur and being like these are incredible but this is a terrible decision because like these very (laughs) cartoony dinosaurs were in like real worlds and it looked like you took a clip art dinosaur and put him into a picture of a 4k picture of a mountain you know and it just didn't match and i say i will say this movie at least for me i felt like the cars the cartooniness actually matched the landscape yeah. a lot better yeah mm-hmm. because because, film. because like the brightness of the cars and then and like and like the brightness of the landscape that they were, that they were putting the lighting was really up. good there was a lot of really good lighting oh, phenomenal God, yes. like just the way that even the cars, like, I know they were animated. Like, you know, they have eyes and they were talking. They're moving the wheels around independently, whatever. But the just the way that Pixar has figured out how to animate metal. Mm, yes. Like, it looked so real <laughs> yeah. to yes. me. No, that crash was incredibly and good. Very untrained eyes and everything where they're just like this is amazing which i think this is just me but i finally noticed how they do the eyes in cars and it's insane i never noticed how they do the eyes but it is 
weird and i couldn't stop focusing on it which is that the eyes are on this single like yes. pain yeah they're like two dots that are stuck there and they just kind of move the pain around yeah and i noticed it more in this one than i noticed it in the original cars kind of like, like that like yeah that divot or winning, i think the good it, animation the makes you realize how how like completely dead their eyes are when you look at them close yeah. enough <clears throat> i think true. when you you see animation like it suddenly starts saying like the weird little shortcuts they do <laughs> we're, we're, guys, we are peeking behind the curtain. No, you 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 are you are now, you are now you are now doing my job working in a stock room. You now see all the inner workings that makes everything on the outside look pretty. <laughs> exactly. No, but like, oh, that was like a trick you did in 2006, and now like it's <laughs> 10 years later, and you're stuck with it, and it looks really weird. Now it's just now it's just oddly creepy, but but kind of endearing. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. uh, I, I want to go back that, to the that, that describes the Cars universe, where you're like, why are cows tractors? Oh my, well, yeah. Who, I like, like the tractors. If you think about cows. Cars, you have an ex- existential nightmare. Like, it's just, you can't yeah. think about that universe too hard. What's, what's that, like, ridiculous Pixar universe theory that everything's oh, in the same universe yeah. and Cars is, like, post-apocalyptic, where the machines have become sentient yeah, car- or whatever. You know the yeah, crux of that? The, the crux of the Pixar theory is that Boo becomes the witch in Brave. Yes. When I read that, I was like, fuck this theory. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> if you have to stretch that far, I'm done. Then, you know, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I yep. can't do that. Like, this is a headcanon that will stay in your head. But over here, <laughs> for me, no. Can we just have Speaking Easter eggs? crossovers, what Easter did y'all... Did y'all, speaking of Easter eggs, did y'all notice the Pizza Planet rocket? Yes, yes. I yeah, the Demolition Derby. Yes. I was so happy. I was, I was, I was legit wondering when it was going to pop up when it did. I was just like, I, I, I wanted to yell. I was like, I see you. I see you. No, but, Which, by uh, the way, I, the, I the, the truck the, that's, that's, uh, that Sarah made about, um, about like, about, 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 about millennials, like, they really, like, legit set that up with, like, how all the new cars were, like, super technology-based. Oh, yeah. Based. <clears throat> Yeah, and I think that was the other problem with the movie is that Jackson Storm is also incredibly boring and not a compelling villain at all. That's why you reminded me of Ivan Drago, because Ivan Drago like literally has four lines of dialogue. And one of them is, of course, I will break you. Duh. <laughs> the greatest villain line of all time. <clears throat> no, that's just... But yeah, that, that's the other thing is like Jackson Storm was just like they were kind of he was just like an asshole. Like yeah, that's all like, it really came down he was to. A, yeah, he, he was. He he was that. He was that millennial that was clearly written by someone who was forty five years old, where they think that everything is handed to us, and we're just and we all just turn into assholes. Yep. And he get, have you guys he, seen Cars too? No, I saw it once. Yeah, and like I remember. You know, there's A plot and B plot. A plot is Lightning McQueen is taking place in the Monte Carlo Grand Prix, and B plot is Mater is a spy, and that's that's it. That's all I remember yeah, of the movie. It's, it's terrible, it and it is very fascinating to me that John Lasner, who like Cars is his baby, did nothing to do with this movie, and this movie does not address Cars two at all, which I think is very very odd and bizarre. Mm. Like I don't think I've seen a movie. Since like Highlander two, where they're just like that didn't happen. We're not going to address it. Huh? Yeah. It just didn't happen. Hey, can I ask a question about? Maybe it's about continuity. I'm not really sure, but what happened to Doc Hudson? Uh, the true answer is Paul Newman died. Like really. Um, oh. Okay. And so I think they just they actually did use some of his old scratch takes in this yeah, movie, which did. I think is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. 
Um, but in fact, there's a lot of dead people in this cast um, because one of the uh, one of the cars is as uh, is played by two of the cars, Rusty and Dusty, are click and clack from Car Talk. And that was like a big joke mm-hmm. because Car Talk's a popular show. Yeah. One of those brothers died recently, so oh. that was another um, a thing. So I think they just kind of kill them off off screen. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because I like I. I, I remember so little from Cars 2. I don't know if he was involved in that at all. But he was alive at the end of Cars 1. Yeah. And then in this one, he's like, you know, not present except for in Lightning's, you know, flashbacks or, you know, daydreams or whatever. It's like, did he die? Like, what <laughs> yeah. happened? They, they, gave, they gave us even less hints than we, than, than we got in Logan for, you know, what happened to the rest of the X-Men team? And we kind of were able to piece together, oh... Professor Rex like got old and his powers went nuts and oh remember that like remember that incident where like you know three inch people died yeah his team part of it in Cars three nothing he's just gone no hint whatsoever yeah, yeah and then you get to more metaphysical questions of how does a car die because mm-hmm. clearly his mentor is still alive so there's yeah. that yeah yeah they they don't age out they just I don't know. He had a catastrophic spark plug failure. Like I don't know. <laughs> like uh, it's just bizarre when you think about it too hard. Don't think about the Cars universe too hard, yeah. guys. You'll no. hurt yourself. That's not the point mm-hmm. of this movie. Should we talk about the school bus? <laughs> Whose name is uh, Miss Fritter, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, Miss Fritter. Which is clearly a Miss Fritter joke, which I really her. appreciate it. Yes, I love this Fritter. And she's voiced by uh, she's voiced by Boo from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, no yeah, way! Yeah, yeah. I like Leah, her Leah even Delaria. more now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I no, she was fun. She was a fun Fritter. little. I was I was head canoning her as like a a motorcycle dyke and oh just, totally just makes it even better. <laughs> totally. So I'm just picturing her as Boo. Right? No, perfect. like it's it's conscious. Like Disney is creeping gay yeah. very slowly into the movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm okay with it, slowly but surely. Do you want to talk about? I can wait. The moment where you read into it. Yeah, Sarah? because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> this is me reading too hard into it. But uh, Natalie Certain, the stats car. At the at the very end, after Cruz Ramirez wins the race, um, uh, Natalie's like looking out at the the race and kind of can't believe she won, and she kind of gets this like w- look of wonder in her oh. you know, dead car eyes or something. It's like, was that? Was that? Oh. Are you? And that was it. Just me reaching very, very far, I told, very hard. I told Sarah that I think she's a you know, there's sapiosexuals. People are attracted to intelligence. I think she's a statiosexual. <laughs> she's just a, she's attracted to as the best stats. Now, see Ben, when I read that on Facebook Messenger, I read it as statiosexual, as in like station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> so the way you say it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> But then I was like, no, she's autosexual <laughs> because cars. Oh, we're, and we're we nerds. We two kids' films too far. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we do. It's, At least we admit it's it. The three of us. What else do you expect? Speaking of reading in too far, can I say I totally read into like a, 
uh, a meta thing where like they were like, oh, you can retire Lightning McQueen and become all these brands. And I'm like, that's exactly what Cars is going to do. Like Cars is yeah. going, yeah. Cars made in the last 10 years from when Cars came out, $10 billion in merchandise. That's a B, $10 billion in merchandise. Oh my God. These movies do not matter how much they make at the box office. It is all about the toys. And because it like ends with, with them toys. both in two different paint jobs. There's like a whole sequence that's like a play area where you have like here you can put your car in the simulation deck and you can put it in the racing section. You know what I mean? Like there is that sort of cynical part of me that's like watching these movies. Like that's exactly what you're doing though. Like even though this mm-hmm. movie's about like I don't want to be that. I want to be a real coach and a real person. It's like but that's what Cars is. Cars exists and still like are made because of that reason and now like they've set up a perfect tv show pilot you know what i mean like here watch cruise race around the world you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's like a cynical part of me that's just like but that's exactly what you did in this movie yep you're not wrong (laughs) you really aren't wrong okay i guess just just to me the reason though i can't hate it and maybe it's just because the emoji movie trailer came before. You know what I mean? Like, Bleh. okay, I'm really happy I did not get that trailer. <laughs> um, I'm. It looks I, awful. I consider myself so fortunate and so hashtag blessed. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I consider myself so fortunate for not having seen the trailer, but I'm also very sad that y'all did. So, yeah. Can, can I? That's the thing that I think will always give picture of the advantage other than cars 2 is that their themes are at least somewhat interesting to me and there's and, at least yeah. a theme there. emoji movie is literally they just saw lego movie made a bunch of money they redid it with emojis like literally and they had no understanding what makes lego movie interesting or funny or creative or intelligent at all they were just like oh girl with purple hair emoji with purple hair what it makes no fucking sense in fact, in Lego Movie, the joke was that she had purple hair because she's trying too hard to be edgy and cool. <laughs> like, that is the mm-hmm. joke in that movie. And so when I see crap like that, it's just like, fight the real enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get being mm-hmm. mad at cars, but I felt like this movie at least had a decent theme of getting older. I thought it was a decent story about getting older. And again, does that classic Pixar reversal thing of... You think he's going to win the race, but then in the end, he realizes he's old. He'll never win the race. You should give it over to the new generation. You know, if I degree it did dwarly, it was like, ah, it's a good thing. Peter has his finger up. What is it, Peter? They took the story. They took the last few years of Brett Favre's career and put him <laughs> in a car. I'm going to retire. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Actually, guys, I'm coming back. I'm going to retire. Actually, guys, I'm going to come back. I'm going to retire. Actually, I'm back. Hurts himself. Was like, I'm going to retire. And everyone's like, yeah, you should have did that four years ago. <laughs> and now he sells Wrangler jeans or whichever brand of jeans. He's, whatever jeans, brands of jeans he, 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 he pays him. That's true. It's true. I also thought they missed an opportunity of having – because they have this nice little bit where they keep going back to all the old car races and clearly the cars are older. Like Hudson is a very 1960s car. Yeah. And um, McQueen is more of the 90s NASCAR-ish look. And then Cruiser more of the modern day Forza kind of style cars. Um, I thought it was weird that they didn't have a person who looked like Lightning McQueen beat Hudson. I feel like that was an odd opportunity they missed. And I feel like it would have strengthened mm. the original movie a little bit more yeah. if he had that sort of 
dislike of his generation you know what i mean and make it a generational yeah. story like this always happens there's always a new generation that comes and supersedes you and it's just how life works and you can embrace a new generation and make friends versus hating the old generation i feel like that had a more interesting theme that they kind of missed out on right versus just mm-hmm. lightning mcqueen which again i find very boring <laughs> i thought lightning mcqueen's paint job at the end was it weird was not good yeah, I'll just say it. it was, I get it that he was trying to be good. Hudson, but it doesn't work on that car body at all. No, no, he, he should have. Like he it... also, if you started dressing like your old mentor, wouldn't that be weird? That's really weird. No, like what, like what he, what he should have did was what, what he should have did was just gone for a like a more. A, a, a minimalist version of what he already had where, where instead of him like the big ass lightning strike big ass 95 and then and then like all the stickers are around just be a red car a simple a simple lightning a 95 on the back done right and maybe a thing about hudson on the front or a picture yeah, yeah like, 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 a, like, a, like a little bumper sticker type thing in honor of hudson done right but you don't need to make yourself blue. and then again like he's like I'm wearing your skin now. I love oh, you. Why you say that. <laughs> That's okay. Now, now it makes the paint job even stranger. Like I read too deep into Lou as well. The Pixar short beginning because like, oh my god, we had to talk about let's, Lou. Let's take a second to talk I about love Lou. Lou. I that was, thought that it was, was great. Yeah. So basically, the the premise of Lou is that Lou is a anthropomorphic version of all the lost and found objects in a, yes. basically like a daycare center. He sees a bully try to steal everybody's stuff. He at first torments the bully in a terrible Cronenberg-esque nightmare <laughs> but then uh, helps the bully return all the stuff invariably giving Treen himself away and then the bully finds his last little toy and he learns a valuable lesson. I thought it was really sweet. It was. It was, it was, it was great. really sweet. I loved it. I think I liked it better than Cars, <laughs> than the <laughs> or than Cars Three. It's like I just give me an, an hour movie of Lou. It's it's again that emotional Pixar punch where it's like, oh, Lou's kind of dead. <laughs> like, wow, they they kind of went there in a way, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. he is dispersed into whatever he is. I guess you know, like it's, he, he don't lives, think about it too hard again. He lives on in all of us. Remember exactly, me? Exactly. Yeah. But he would rather have it be an empty box lost and found than uh, uh, that. And it pulls the lion trick, which is a great trick, which is you reveal what the title is about at the end. Yeah. Which is great. That's a mo- That worked great in Lion, and it worked yeah, like, great here, yeah, too. Like the, like the L from Lost and then the, o- and then the OU from Found was like, okay, that's, a, that's, a, that's adorable. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I felt like Pixar, because the Pixar shorts are often about testing uh, new technologies. And my guess was that was testing how many objects can we make move at once? Because it was like, he was like all oh, like 19 right. different yeah. things that was going at once. And it was really well done. He felt very much like a Sesame Street character. Definitely. Definitely. He did like this one part where he did like the Kermit arms. Where it was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, if, if, uh, I, I, or those actually, those those guys were like mur, 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 you know the big arms yes the big mouse. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually curious then um if um if Lou was if Lou was meant to test you know okay like how many objects can we ha- can we have like make a body and move at the same and move together in sequence um in in in, in harmony whatever um what about uh what what what, what was the one with the, with the little bird Piper 
Yeah, what about Piper? Piper? Well, Piper was probably like you know water, but then, oh, the ocean, ocean Dude, for sure. And then, the and, ocean? and then and then and then another recent one that that comes to mind that I, I I finally got to see and I love it um is Sanjay Super Team. That one was I don't think I've seen that one. Not as much of technology. That was just like a really cool thing that they found out in like um talking to a person who worked for them mm. was this guy. Uh, let me pull up his name because I don't want to be an asshole and not get his name right. But basically, he was talking about how when he was a kid, he used to do that for real. Like it's a, it's this really sweet story, Sarah, where like he's watching, su- he's Indian and he's watching superhero stories, and his dad is praying to um, uh, Hindu gods, and mm. the dad like is trying to get him into it, and then like he starts being like, well, the Hindu gods are like superheroes, and then like, you know, he kind of like understands his dad for the first time. It's really really sweet. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, nice. it's horrible. It's it, it it like like how at like how at the end when his dad like at, when it, when his dad is like, well, you know what? I'm not getting through to you. Go ahead and watch TV. But 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 the, but this is after the kid has had like has had like the, like this whole kind of daydream a daydream about 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 the three about three gods being superheroes and and fighting off evil. He's like, okay. He's like, you know what? Actually, forget the TV. I'm gonna come over here and pray and pray with my dad. And it's really sweet. Yeah, cool. It's a really nice little bit. Uh, of religion in that one, uh, Sanjay Patel is the the Anne name. So he was basically like pitching stories, and he was talking about that once, and they were like, "Let's do that." <clears throat> nice. So I like that a lot. All right, I think we've covered pretty much all of the little intricacies of Cars Three. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I I, I just I just want to go back to um to Sarah's comment about 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 millennials and like literally how like the newer cars represented millennials with like su- like super high tech cell phones you don't you don't, you don't have car- you don't have phones and cars actually they totally do um they, they, they even had their own version uh, cruise even had her own version of siri i forget what it was called called hamilton hamilton which felt very uh hamilton. yeah which felt very millennially like what are those millennials like that hamilton yeah and and and, and, and like you yeah. kind of you kind of got it but like i knew that they, that, they, that they were definitely doing the whole um, millennials illusion when when uh, like when 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 after we meet lightning uh, not lightning God why do I keep calling him lightning it's not lightning McQueen uh, J- uh, Jackson Storm for the first time and he backs into his trailer what kind of music comes blasting out of it but super bad EDM techno oh yeah that was bad that was I was bad. just like really that's gonna be the music you listen to that's how hard you're gonna drive at home cool like let's see how let's see how many parents in here are just like yeah some real shitty music yeah yeah and and all the music was like very old school well not old school but like very like kind of like blandy cla- like, modern like, country-ish music yeah it was yeah it was like it was a mix of like of like modern but like modern and classic like rock and country music which i like mm-hmm. which i liked but it was just like it was like you're going to like or it was like it was like in the first maybe twenty minutes you're gonna like just immediately ju- like juxtapose it with you know Skrillex. <laughs> not to. I recognize that Randy Newman score. Oh though. yeah, not my favorite Randy Newman score though. I there yeah, there, there, there are parts. But I I could tell it was him. He kept true to his yeah, style. That, that 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 Newman whimsy. Yes. <laughs> and I saw the you know the, the tribute to Coco. You know, they always reference the next movie coming out, and there's that part where the okay, car I missed was it. Like, what they do? Uh, it's when the car was like, you know, she's like trying to help all the cars freaking out. When she gets to the last one, he's like, "Oh, think of blank in your old hometown. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. the hometown from Coco." Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, I I okay. thought so. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I'm sure. Yeah. 
That was kind of sweet. Also, I I must have missed it. Uh, Leah Delaria did a song in that movie. Uh, Boo from yeah, she did Wait, Boo, a song called "Freeway of Love," the Aretha Franklin song. She covered it. Hmm. I have to Google Dude. this. Okay. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, FreshBooks is offering a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. And actually, our producer extraordinaire, Jack Newman, uses FreshBooks to keep track of all the taxes and accounts and all the various things for the Tuscan Shed Media Network and if you love our shows then you know that you should trust freshbooks.com because why would people who make great shows lead you wrong about great accounting software freshbooks help you get organized and gets paid it's easy to use saves times billing and helps you grow your business so you really really should check out freshbooks.com to try for free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang Podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Or go to gofreshbooks.com slash gang. All right, now it is time for scores. So first up is Sarah. What did you think of Cars 3? What are you going to give it? Well, um... Within our own podcasting group, I, I genuinely forget it was who said this, but we have been accused of um, giving children's movies a break because they're kids' movies. And um, that may or may not be uh, an incorrect statement, but I'm going to give Cars 3 a 6 out of 10. I didn't find it particularly memorable, but it wasn't bad either. Um, I had a few, you know, tearing up moments whenever they, you know, hit us hard with the, you know, lightning love Doc Hudson like a dad and now he's gone and that's tragic and all that jazz. Um, and the animation was really, really pretty. Yeah. Um, so, and I liked it better than Secret Life of Pets, which I think I gave a five, so I must rate it higher than that. Yeah, Secret Life of Pets will come to mind, uh, review as well. Uh, Peter, what are you going to give Cars 3? Uh, no, no, yeah, wow, words, they're difficult. Um, you know what, I'm going to give it a six, my, I'm going to give it a six as well. Uh, like like Sarah, like Sarah, there were de- there were definitely those like the few moments that that I teared up because I was like, okay, you know, like Pixar does, they they really know how to pull on the heartstrings at the right moment with, with with both what's happening on screen and the music, and not gonna lie, it got to me, but this is not a Pixar film that I'm gonna nec- that I, that I'm going to personally go back to, at least not like you know like racing back to it pun totally not intended i just realized Ah, ah, Uh, ah, but um like 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 i like i pointed out towards the beginning of this episode with with the whole passing of the torch thing i've already seen this in toy story 3 and the toy story film series is much i hold much closer to my heart not simply because that is the first pixar film like first pixar film that any of us saw because first pixar film but just 
it 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 means more to me than anthropomorphic cars. Anthrop- is that the right word? Anthropomorphic. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I only ask because it's like, well, they're not walking around two legs; they're rolling around on four wheels still. But still, I think it's just any sort of human-like. Right. The fact they give them mouths. Yeah. And the eyes. The the mouths and the weird eyes, which. Don't look at them too long. It freaks you out. I, I, I like, I like how we all realized, and I like how it took all of us into the third film to realize, wait, that's how they do it. Oh my God, what? Um, it's weird. It's so strange. It's really weird. But, but, yeah, but yeah, I'll give this movie a six. I, I, thought, I thought it was like, you know, a, a good, solid Pixar film, but nothing to be like, this was amazing. It's, it, it wasn't Toy Story 3. It wasn't Inside Out. It wasn't Brave. It wasn't Wally. It wasn't Wally. I had to throw no. my favorite one in there. But it wasn't. But it. But it was most certainly not as bad as the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> That's true. This is very true. Well, uh, I guess I'm going to give this uh, help this movie get a bit a mark of the beast because we're going to do three sixes. Uh, I'm also going to give it a six out of ten. It is cursed. It is cursed. It is evil. Um, it is cursed with being slightly okay um <laughs> it those eyes are of the devil though those eyes are terrifying seriously don't stare yeah, at them they'll, the eyes. they'll wreck your brain <laughs> if you think about it too hard it's it's bad yeah. you have a bad time um like i said fight the real enemy with these movies i agree maybe we're a little maybe sometimes easy on kids movies but i think the kids movies you pick tend to be the better ones and the shitty ones we don't really go see as much I think when you look at something like Illumination, they are so much behind on Pixar in terms of quality. They're obviously making shit tons of money, so they don't give a shit, but they purposely make their films half the budget, so the animation is much less interesting, and they tend to populate their movies with violence and pop culture humor and things that just don't interest me or make me ever want to see the movies again. Yeah, and and fart guns. Um, And so there are worse things out there and Pixar does have a heart to them. There is still a heart. I think at Pixar, even if I am deeply annoyed that we're in the middle of the Pixar sequel explosion and we're going to get one original movies and then two more goddamn sequels, including sequel to toy story four, which no, they finished. It's done. It's done. They don't need more, more to say. I will at least admit that there is more to say with Incredibles 2. I can see that being interesting, but Toy yes. Story 4, please, I think dear we all God. agree with that. If that movie just burns up and they're like, sorry, it's not being released, I'll be okay. Um, but I still think even if Pixar, you can look at it very cynically, and I totally understand, and I took my own little cynical view at it for a little bit, I think there is a beating heart to this film. I think Cruz is a legitimately good character. And I think the idea of going older... And accepting that there's a new generation appeals to me somewhat that it's okay to let go even if i do agree with sarah 100 that it's not done super well and it's too bad because i think there probably could have been a really great cars movie shockingly it's the first time i ever watched a cars movie and was like oh there's a there there you know but mm-hmm. there isn't really much there here but at the very least it's very well animated it has decent characters and it has a good heart and ultimately if my brother is like should i take my son to go see this i'm gonna say yeah it's like a good family friendly film and it's not morally bankrupt or lazy or cheap or yeah the emoji movie <laughs> it's like yes it, it it i would rather this movie make a bunch of money and make billions of dollars in merchandise than that um i don't know whatever mm-hmm. that's worth but that is why i'm giving it a six out of ten so 
the movie gang podcast give cars three a six out of ten i think we're Sounds all right on. fine with that g6 in fact oh <laughs> oh that's right because they... car engines and on t- actually that's an airplane and they and they and i remember and i remember from the makers of cars planes oh god i forgot about planes you all forgot about that crap that dumpster fire i didn't even see planes it was just like it's cars in the air what why no you know who's the actor in planes because why the dane cook are you serious he's he's the main the main character main plane so they plane. shot themselves in the foot by simply casting that man <laughs> now to be fair that is not pixar i want to give that that is disney okay, that is studios pixar has nothing to do with the planes movies but pixar is totally banking on the utter cash grab of the cars universe i'm not denying that either i mean so. and when you look at how much planes made like planes one made in the box office Fifty dollar, fifty million dollar budget, box office two hundred thirty nine point three million. Uh, not its total cash grab, and well, actually, no, yeah. the, the same cannot exactly be said to the plane sequel. Not exactly. No. no. So at the very least, cars isn't planes. That's all I want people to remember. Cars, there are, is. cars are cars isn't planes. Cars aren't planes. Cars isn't plane <laughs> isn't planes. Water is wet. The sun is the sun is hot. <laughs> well, next week, I know we we talked about a middling cars movie. It's not the most exciting, but next week it's a Peter takeover, baby. Yeah. Peter, what is next week? Sorry, <laughs> I'll be quiet. So Peter is taking over because he's a huge fan of Transformers, and we have Transformers Five: The Last Night. And I just want to hype people up. First off, you have Peter, who's like the biggest fan I've ever known in real life of Transformers. <laughs> and then you're going to have me, and I haven't seen a Transformers movie in a decade. I haven't seen any of these damn movies. And I'm going to see it to be very, very confused for y'all. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Please listen to that, because it's going to be a fun one. I guarantee it. I know you may be tired of Transformers, but you, you ain't going to hear but Transformers. But I'm not, like and I'm here for all of this bullshit <laughs> film. Because I... Can I just say, in... um. In the, um, well, the trailers for The Last Night, uh, when they have it, like, it says a Michael Bay film, they have the lens flare over Michael Bay. (laughs) I'm like, they know, don't they? Well done. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Yeah, they know. I just think that's hilarious. (laughs) It's like, it's even in, like, it's not even a still from the movie. It's just in text. Can they I, have lens flare. Speaking of weird trailers, we didn't mention the Nut Job too, which was fucking edited oh. like a Michael Bay trailer. Like, why did the squirrels suck in the giant Because, explosion? like I said, because like I said when we were talking about it on Messenger, how else are you going to make an animated film about squirrels trying to save a park interesting for an hour and a half? You can't. I don't know. You have Jackie Chan voice and mouse. Okay. That's how you do it. Uh, a, a mouse that is so very clearly, and I'm, I'm, and I'm sure, like borderline or depending on who you are, full on insulting, insultingly made. Yeah. Asian, just Asian overall, mm. not anywhere specific, just an Asian fucking mouse. 
nut job too. Yeah. Get ready, folks, for that. And no, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna list another movie that exists. Are you ready? <laughs> oh no! Get ready next year for Nomeo and Juliet two, Sherlock Gnomes. Wait, wait, no, 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 wait, no, 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 no. Is this a thing? That's a real fucking movie. No, that no, stars it's not. James McAvoy and Emily Blunt, who are so mad that they were in the first movie. No, and have to come back. No, this this isn't a thing. <sighs> have you never seen Romeo and Juliet, I've Peter? Never in my life. I I didn't know that this existed. Oh my god, Peter! It's it's the red gnomes versus the blue gnomes. It's so bad. <laughs> They're garden gnomes. Um. <laughs> I don't know These terrible anymore. kids' movies have broken our brains. <laughs> yes. Let, let, let me just let, let me uh, just let, let let me just focus on next week and explosions and and and, yeah. and, all, and that yes. dumpster fire of a sense. movie. <laughs> all right. Well, until we talk about what the fuck Anthony Hopkins is doing in Transformers, <laughs> <laughs> we have been the Movie Gang Podcast. We want to thank y'all for listening. If you like the show. Like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. And we are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network, which has lots of great stuff. If you like the three of us, check out Geek Space Nine. We just got awesome new artwork for our show by the lovely Joe Bowen. And we just started Season 4, which is where Worf comes aboard. And spoiler alert, we have controversial opinions about Worf. Hot takes. You want to get in on that. We also have Feast for Bros getting hyped up for that show that's finally, finally about to come out. Getting closer as it comes. Countdown to Lesbian Kiss on Game of Thrones. (laughs) And then we also have Animania. What's been going on in Animania, Sarah? Oh, uh, let's see. We are about to review or do a a review of the end of season two of Attack on Titan, which is pretty cool. And we're also going to review Little Witch Academia in in a couple of weeks, which is, you know, the anime series that is based on the wildly successful short film that came out a little while ago. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about what they did with the the 24 episode storyline. Very nice. That's going to be a blockbuster episode. Those are two big old titles. Exciting. All right. Well, for everyone at the Movie Gang Podcast, we thank you all for listening and come back next week when it is Michael Bay time. Bye.